Welcome to People Bring Profit into the Storm of Hospitality, where our goals are to walk you into the storm of this business to give you the confidence to win. My name is Chris Alexa, CEO and founder of Aspire to Be Hospitality Group, and I'm joined by my wife, Kimberly Alexa, and Justin Smith, both part of our executive and leadership team. We came from nothing. Now we own and operate 15 restaurants over six different unique brands and many more to come. We're doing over 40 million per year in revenue and we want to share how we did it with you. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to People Bring Profit into the Storm of Hospitality. Here we go for a little new episode here. Hey, we're going to shift it up a little bit. We get lots of questions and, you know, people really want to know who are we? You know, we, we kind of first start our episode that it tells us about our company, aspire to be and who we are, what we do. But now it's like important to know um, our story and where we got and how we got here. And kind of you play this song, Kimberly, it's like this song. It's a country song. You listen. And it's, it's the house that built me. Oh, yeah. And that's oh, so yeah. special to you. When you yes. when that song comes on, you just like, ugh go crazy about it. So, yeah. and I love it. And and I think it's important too, because as we go out in the community and we speak to the community and we speak to schools, we speak to young people and they want to know our story and how we got where we got. And that's what, I think that's the whole foundation of who we are. So um, that's this episodes. So we're going to start this one off. Justin, yeah. we're going to throw it to you. Dude, I'm throwing it right at you. And I want to know, who are you? Who is Justin Smith? So living in uh, Southeast Texas, I've been half my life now in the South. Um, I'm a Jersey boy. So if you don't know, yeah, y'all was tough for a little while. Uh, I I still, when I get speaking fast or in a comfortable environment or I'm around my family, you'll you'll see real quickly that I'm from New Jersey. And, uh, you know, we cut each other off. We speak louder. We raise our voices. We're we're constantly interrupting folks. And uh, and we don't even say folks, right? We just, just, you know, shut up. It's my turn to talk. Yeah. Um, No, I grew up in New Jersey, though, uh, I for the you know first twenty years of my life, Tom's River, New Jersey, Jersey Shore. So where that uh, crazy show was filmed, that's where I grew up. So uh, did you ever try to get casted in there? No, no, no. <laughs> and uh, so th- those people are from New York, not New Jersey. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's a show based on people from somewhere else. Oh, that yeah. is not how we actually are. It's, it's beautiful, green flowers. I mean, family. Yeah. A lot of the core values that you see in the South is from the area that I'm from in Jersey. Uh, grew up, you know, playing sports, big sports fam, big sports family. Father worked his butt off. I had a stay-at-home mom, so she brought us to practices. She was at every practice that I, I ever had. Have a sister three years younger than me, you know, family of four, and we grew up in Tom's River. And I uh, started working the first day I could possibly work. Uh, I was a, a good student in school, always got good grades, always paid a lot of attention, always did my homework without being asked. I, I liked school. I, uh, it, was a, it was a vice for me. And a lot of my friend groups were not in the school that I went to. You know, fun fact about me is I was a bowler as well. A so bowler. played baseball, soccer competitively, but then I also really, really liked bowling back then. It was just, a, it was something that I found myself to be good at. And I made a bunch of friends and I did a lot of travel when I was younger. I didn't know that about you, bowling. Yeah, that's that, we need to go bowling. My up. first year of college was paid for um, by bowling. Wow! So going around, you know, entering tournaments, uh, it was a it was a junior bowlers tour. So like all in New England, you'd go to like Connecticut, New York, uh, Virginia, and you'd enter these tournaments on the weekend, and it was just a really good time with friends and kind of learning to you know be on your own, be self sufficient, get your own meals, you know, make your own money during the weeks. 
I also, the cliche, delivered pizza in New Jersey for a long, oh. long time. So <laughs> That's the cliche. I had a, yeah. uh, you know, a Mitsubishi Eclipse. With, you ride uh, the moped. You hey, know, I, I had a Mitsubishi. Yeah. 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 I have a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yeah. 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 That, that was the hottest car. Yeah, it was. That's the Furious car back then. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I drove a five-speed Mitsubishi Eclipse, delivered pizza, a uh, decent student, and um, I decided to take my next chapter and uh, I went to Monmouth University in New Jersey, which was about 20 minutes away from where I lived, and it felt like high school all over again. So at that time, my uh, grandmother, and we always took vacations to Florida. So we'd all hop in the van, and I think at one point we hopped in the van and even put a lawn chair in it, right? Because we didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It was like, everybody yes, in, did. we're going to Florida. And, uh, that was our family vacations, but my grandmother lived down there. So you know, I wanted to have a true college experience. So I went down, moved in with her. She helped me immensely. I hope I helped her a little bit. She's an RN for life, uh, just a, a nurse who's just someone that helps people and, and has just been a, a huge um, influence in my life, my whole life, just has, has always been there uh, with the shirt off her back and anything and everything. Used to just, looking back, hand me, you know, $100 bills and moments that I needed it just so much. And it was That's just- That's the nurse. Oh, yeah. That's the and, nurse and people. It is. Yeah, you it probably is. relate a little bit to that. So- um, Went down there and went to the University of Tampa and I went for information analysis and design and I was just always, I've always been into computers. I've always, they've, they've intrigued me. I was just not the social media piece of computers, just like how they worked, the technology, how you could build systems, how you could write programs. It's just how my brain is wired. I'm a very logical person, system oriented. Everything has to make sense to me and they always just made sense to me because you can write a program, it has to be perfect and it just works. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I uh, I went for systems analysis. It was it was challenging. Business was a uh, an orient to that, so I took a bunch of business classes, and uh, that was the that's the first chapter. So Jersey boy, and then uh, moved to Florida. Florida, Florida boy, then. So that's before yeah. I've even seen B Dub. So that yeah. gets you to about you know twenty twenty one years old. Okay. Yeah, have you ever stepped in a B Dubs before then? No. No Jersey B Dubs. Nothing. No. Wow. Buffalo Wild Wings in the, the Northeast at that time, I don't think had any presence. I mean, they were big in the Midwest, but there wasn't anything in New Ohio. Jersey. They were everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't know what a buffalo was until we walked in the, the first time and uh, had a margarita with my grandma. Oh, wow. Cool. So did your grandma recommend you to go there or did you? She did because she just, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm got it big I'm a, Arians know all the good places. We, we got to throw it out there and I don't know, you know, who will, who will love this or hate it, but I'm a Giants and Mets fan. So we'll... You know, we'll forgive sweet. you. Yes, thank you, Kimberly. <laughs> uh, but my, no, my grandma's like, oh my goodness, you know, at that, I was loving life in college and just love sports. That's that's what I did. I, if I was watching TV, it was sports because she's like, at that time, not everybody had a big screen in their home, right? No, nobody had a big screen. And um, yeah, so it was come to B Dubs, check this out. There's sports on. You know, there's there's great drinks. There's you know this open feel where like everybody's competitive. She's like, you got to come to this place down the road in Sarasota, Florida. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. So store 3269, uh, one of the originals. Yeah. Uh, so we went in there, and a manager visited our table, and uh, I got hired that same day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ironically, and this is uh, in our industry, this this happens. Uh, there's there's tons of amazing stories there. My wife got hired on that very same day, too, and came in with her own separate story and actually came in for an interview. So didn't even know, like, who... Y'all never met before. No, right? I was sitting there drinking a margarita with my grandma in the bar floor area at a high top. And my grandma was like, you need to work here. And I'm like, uh, okay, you know, how does that even work? And yeah. Tim, the manager, came over and, um, you know, scored an interview and, and got hired. 
And meanwhile, my current wife is sitting in the dining room being formally interviewed by, a, you know, a different manager and got hired on the same day. Isn't that yeah. crazy? That That's just wild. how that pass cross. And then right. you look at it. God works. It. Yes. So you got hired as a bartender right away? Well, in that time in that store, it was very, very competitive, very, very busy. It was doing incredible volume. It only had been opened for three months at that time. So it took me a while to get into the to the bartending ring. So I was actually a dining room server. And back then you had to start in the kitchen. Then you had to become a front of house. Then you had to work in the dining room, serve tables, and you had to earn your spot. So then you'd earn your spot in the bar floor, and then you became a bartender. One of the criteria to become a bartender at that store when I was working with the management was, you know, if I got my bartending certificate, that would fast track me to to getting a bartender spot. So I went to the American Bartending School in Tampa, <laughs> and I'm a certified. You got your paper. I'm a certified. So mixologist. is that like you go to a you go to actually a course, right? Or is it you go in this? I went to a school. You can do, you can do a course, but it was actually you a know school. The, the American Bartending yeah. School. You show up, you take classes, you make drinks. There's you know they have all kinds of food coloring and it's labeled bottles. Oh, wow. And you needed to get, I mean, remember, it was like a 92 on this test of like 2,000 drinks. And it's not just the ingredients in the drink and the exact amount of ounces in them. It's, you know, is it shaken versus stirred and what glassware oh, is appropriate wow. to serve it in, you know, a, a highball or a rocks yeah. glass. Or, I mean, it, it was, uh, I studied more for that mixologist test than I think I've ever studied for anything in my life. Um, yeah. But anyway, what, you know, went through it. Paid a couple bucks to do that. And that's that's also, you know, who is Justin? I'm constantly, no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to be a student. doesn't matter if yeah. in my sure. current role or a bartender or a dining room server, I'm trying to learn all I can to run a great business and move myself forward. You see that in your LinkedIn pages all the time with these books. He's always got yeah. a book, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. reading this book. So yeah. that's true. So true about you. I do. I carve out a certain amount of time in my day. And sometimes that's only five minutes and I'll, I'll read a chapter or I'll, I'll read something that just helps me get grounded. And so often you go through a tough day or you're up against a hard decision and you're, you're constantly taking it. And the, the higher up in leadership you go, the harder these decisions get. You'll lean on people that you, you know, you rely on their opinion, but it, it's good to be grounded in, um, you know, f books and yeah. just other things, you know, folks that you look up to or just isms. And it, it's helpful. It's not the, I don't, I don't live and breathe through them. Those are just additional tools that help me. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not learning, you're not growing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so true about you. So you, you started bartending. You're, oh, yeah. You're learning it there. So all through college, I bartended. So I was a WCT bartender at store 3269 for over three years. Yeah. And uh, I probably, in life, you know, hindsight, the money that I started making never needed to do anything else. Yeah. But the lifestyle that you're living is just, it's not one that's going to, you know, scale to build a family. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you're working till three in the morning. Yeah. You're going to the local bar afterwards. Your, your sleep schedule's all screwed up. It's, it's no life to, to start raising a family. When I started getting serious with my current wife, Missy, and we decided to take that next chapter, that's when I decided to get into management. So, and then uh, I still, to this day, being a bartender, I was a more introverted person. I um, didn't love speaking to people that I didn't know. It was hard for me to get up in front of groups and speak. And uh, that was the job that just, it taught me the mindset to turn what I was doing into a business. Like, oh my goodness, if I talk oh, yeah. sports to people, I can make more money. And then you start learning that it's just not, it's, it's, it's not that hard. Just, and, and then you start building genuine friendships. Um, funny story, 
someone in my wedding is a regular that used to come in, Mets fan. We call him Jerry the Mets fan. Was in my wedding. <laughs> really, and he was a regular, regular, regular at the you know in wow. store three two six nine. Just an incredible guy, Giants Mets fan. Um, we just hit it off, you know. And, and his wife was great too. And uh, just he's a, a lifelong friend. So still friends with this guy. Yeah, still talk, yeah. Keep in yeah. contact. I he wish was- I wish we were better acquaintances. And I, there's a lot of folks that you know we interacted with in previous lives yeah. and just our paths went sure. differently. Yeah. Um, but this. You know, just friendships awesome. and, and getting out of my shell and taking the things that I wasn't so good at in life that stressed me out. I used to get stomach aches before thinking about the idea of speaking in front of people. But if you do that for a living behind the bar and, and have a lot of fun doing it, um, and there was a lot of folks and, you know, many mentors along the way that really helped me too. Hey there, before we get back to the show, we just want you to know that if you enjoy the podcast and would like to actually see our faces on screen, you can also find us on YouTube. Check out the link in the description and we hope to see you there too. In this business, you know, you, it, it, it helps you. That was a stepping stone you probably don't even now. You go back and look at it because in this business, you, you got to be able to talk. You know, you got to be able to socialize in front of people. And so that's a blessing that you were put in that position. All walks of life. I yeah. mean, you had to, even the Philly fans. Yeah, you had, you to, had to learn nice to, to. You, you had, had to, to learn nice what they liked. <laughs> I was the guy, though. You had to work your tip. You had to, yeah, and you had to learn what you yeah. were good at. So yeah. I had this uncanny ability to, like, not use a guest checkbook. And, and I'm sure it drove the managers nuts, but I could take a 15 oh, top yeah. and not write it down. Yeah. And I could remember. You were one of those. But yeah. I could remember what you ordered every oh, single wow. time you come in. And mm-hmm. your wedges with cheese and, you know, two ranches were a minute away from hitting you nice and hot and fresh. It was just one of those. That was what I was good at and there there were you know i wasn't the most personable person on the time but if you wanted to get in and get out and get it perfect and right and the person to remember what you ordered i'm your guy yeah you want to wow. bring in a 10 top i'm your guy yeah you want to sit there and chat probably not your guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it got better as i as i went but um, except how's the weather over and over i am so the opposite you know i'm gonna write yeah. it down but if you want to chat let's talk Come and on. that and, and bartending yeah. too you got to have good partners right you gotta it's typically yeah. not one bartender so yeah. you got to make good teams yeah. and you start learning that as well so uh, i was the one that did the tickets very very often and, were you uh, the one that cut off people or was uh, it the other guy i always take you know responsible alcohol service uh <laughs> you know very very uh, to heart no matter what um you know especially just growing up um you know, and, and that's a that's a different topic. But yeah, alcohol for me well, is funny. something. Um, when you say you got yeah. a, you got two of your partners like, hey, uh, you take this one. You know, <laughs> you cut this golf. I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so oh, that's yeah. awesome, man. That's that's great to hear that, and it's a, a blessing that you were put in that situation and created who you are today. Absolutely. And then, so then I got into to management, right? So then you know I had been with them for three or four years. I knew the front of house business inside and out. I was dangerous in the back, right? Because back then you became a wing certified trainer, and then you had you became a five star, so you learned the whole business. So I was ready for to to be an assistant manager. I uh, went to Riverview, Florida, and worked there for about six months, and then moved to Fort Myers to open a store as the assistant general manager. And I had aspirations from day one of becoming a manager that I wanted to run store 3269, my original store. I mean, you have that goal in your mind saying, I not only want to become a GM, I want to run this store because I've been there. I know the ins and outs. I feel like I'm ready. I've got the school now. I've got the, you know, I, I know what I would do if I was running this. 
So I worked very, very hard. And I think when you're young and you're moving up and you've got aspirations and you, and you peg a very specific goal like that, you got to be versatile. You got to be able to tell the boss, you know, yep, I'll go there right now. Promotion, let's go. You know, and so at that time, it was just me and my wife. So we were able to. So it went from assistant manager for six months or so to assistant general manager, opening up a store and gaining a bunch of experience on what that looks like. And then I, I think it was, you know, don't quote me, nine months later, I got a call saying, hey, you know, can you be in Sarasota tomorrow? Yes, let's go. Yeah. So I was able to move back to Sarasota. And then I ran that store for about three years. Yeah. And that was... uh it checked a box. It allowed me to, you know, to learn about of just leadership being in charge. And when I finished about 65 Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was able to take them for the, the last trailing 24 months, we were number one on the scorecard yeah. for the company. So we kind of went from, uh, you know, worst to first. And there was a lot of isms into the attack in doing that. And it was just a a maniacal, you know, just I, I had the experience to do it. And then I was able to just put everything I had ever learned up to that point and just pour so much into that store because I, I just cared so much about it being successful. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's so awesome, man. So where, where did you get to like, to make the decision? Like, I want to grow from here. I mean, like, I know you wanted to grow so, that management, but now where, where are you at today? Like similar you... to us, we were, we were a young company. Yeah. So you know, it was a, uh, you know, at that time when I joined the store, go back the four years later, there was like eight of them. And by the time I had become a GM, call it, there was 15 and there was a leadership group and there was a corporate structure that was kind of being developed. And we all, you know, it was, it was small. So everybody kind of knew everybody. And there was an IT guy and there was, that was what I loved. That's what I went to school for. That's what I always wanted to be. And I, and I grew as a manager and a person and through bartending and, and checked a lot of boxes, but I always said, and I was very open about it. Like, I want that guy's job. That's my dream job. I want to be the director of IT for this growing company. And that's what I went to school for. Now I've got the experience in every facet of the restaurant. And there was a time where he sailed off into the sunset and I uh, flew up to Michigan and did an interview and interviewed for that job. Yeah. And I got it. So 10 years later, I became the director of IT. I was able to apply everything that I had uh, ever learned. And that's what I wanted to be. And I, I was able to uh, for them. Yeah. So when you took that job, did you work from, did you have to move to Michigan or what'd you do? Yeah, so we, we moved to Michigan for a year. We went there and um, the, the office was out of Southfield, Michigan or, or Detroit. The company itself, though, was spread all across the country. So it was Michigan, Detroit, St. Louis, Chicago, and then Tampa. So it was, it was all over the place. Um, and by the time I left, they were over 100 restaurants and publicly traded. So it, it turned into a juggernaut of a company. And it was just much more common to have, you know, it didn't matter where your talent was. Would know so long they could, they could get the job done. That was a change. Yeah. Florida yeah, so to we Michigan. Had, we, and we had a, uh, a six-month-old and an 18-month-old, and it was the record coldest winter with the most snow that we had ever seen. So my poor wife looked at me and said, I'm moving back to Florida. Um, yeah. You're, you're coming with me. Or, <laughs> or not. <laughs> yes. uh, so they were very, very supportive of that move, um, and, I, and I hope that was a testament to just, just you know, always working hard. We went back to Florida. I've got two girls. So I'm a girl dad. They're, yeah. they're nine and 10 now. If I'm not working, I'm spending time with them. Yeah. And uh, that was, um, that was the, that chapter, I, um, I, I believe I've it positioned me to get back into operations. Yeah. 
So as the director of IT in a growing company, I also led their project management office. So back to that logical thinking, I was always just kind of challenged. I was the guy that people said, hey, can you create a system for this? Or can you create a sheet for this? Or can you make me an Excel? Or what should we do to solve this problem? So when I'm running their project management office, I was always involved in marketing meter meetings or ownership meetings or HR meetings or admin meetings or anything. And especially as we became publicly traded, there was a lot of compliance meetings and safety and how are we responsible with our company and um, so on and so forth. So I was the note taker, go back, how do we fix this problem? How are we going to get everybody together and actually take it from something that's an idea to completing it? So I spent a lot of time just helping my colleagues and being in meetings and just gaining experience, just being like, oh my goodness, I agree with a lot of this. I'm a fly in the wall. I'm not a decision maker. I'm here to help solve things, but I'm not actually someone that can raise my hand and say, this might be crazy. You know, yeah. if you guys go and do your own, you know, burger concept, the, this this could sink us. Yeah. And all through the history of of that company, there was um, great decisions made. It was just learnings for me, though. So that yeah. that, and I always wanted to get back into operations. IT in smaller companies is much more versatile and fun, and you can, you're working on things that are much much different. than as you grow, there's just so much compliance and paperwork oh, and yeah. PCI and all this stuff. The boring and it, and stuff it, to me. It ah. is. It, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. So getting back That's into true. ops, um, it it's. Uh, what I always wanted, and then I, um, you know, ran through into you guys. Yeah. I think that how that happened was, you know, we were looking to grow again. Me and Kim were trying to take the next step and grow and reached out to your COO at the time and who I had a relationship with on the fact board there at Buffalo Wild Wings. And, you know, I asked him about his position and he told me, oh, you couldn't afford me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he said, but I got a young guy that's in the wings that's been waiting kind of for the opportunity. And that's how we met you. And, Started talking and Kim set up some meetings uh, for some what, some. Well, let me back you up one step. We met him actually because we wanted we were missing in our IT department oh, yeah. here, yeah, and reached out to that company yeah. and they were like, "Well, are we just new through through somebody yeah. through networking? Yep, you were d- director of IT and we were missing that in our own little." company. And when you came in and you talked about those systems and how you set those systems up, that's yep. what's, what intrigued you. me. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's our guy. How do we get him? And so yeah. we, as a company, we're like, okay, let's just bring him on contractually yeah. through IT. Yeah. And then we just kind of started, the snowball went from there. Oh, wait, not only can we bring him in for IT, but maybe something interested in something more in our company. Yeah. And that's when and we went. Growth. That's right. That's right. We and then that's you, when we had the dinner. That's right. You, came you never know. You can meet your wife at a B-dubs or come in right. for to help it's, with IT. And yeah. next thing you know, you're sitting at this table. And the, um, the opportunities you, open up that you don't even know. You right. Know? right. There, yeah. And there was mentors all through growing, you know, just every step of the way there was, I did, um, I was a student. So yes I, yes, I definitely, I studied no matter what the job I was doing, but I also latched on to people. Yeah. So there was a people element of all of it. And there was, I've had some phenomenal mentors and people that I've looked up to that have really, really helped me along the way. They've poured into me. They've told me maybe the books I should be reading or maybe even just this special side project I could do to help the company, help them, and help myself to build my resume and build my experience. So I've always looked around the room 
and said, man, I really like how that guy composes himself. I really like the shoes that he wears or how, yeah. you know, yeah. how he conducts business. And I want to, I want to latch to him and ask him what he does in his day. And Hey, what's this little notebook that you carry all the time? And what are you writing down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you, what are you writing? Cause I want to, I want to have that similar mindset when I walk into a store. So I've had some really, really good mentors and through those mentorships, it, it led me to a place where I hope I was really, really prepared to have a conversation <laughs> with yeah. you all to come yeah. in and help with IT. And you guys put me to it. I remember we were out at the Spanish uh, joint eating some queso. Yeah. And yeah. There's a really cool little like hole in the wall. Um, you know, Spanish food place. And you guys looked at me and you're like, what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, wasn't ready for that conversation. Um, yeah. But then I, I even went home and chatted with Missy and I was like, I was so ready for that conversation. And I, I was, I were, you know, that, that question, I was so ready for that because for 17 years I had been prepping to, you know, look people in the eyes and say, I can help you. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, I was there 17 years ago and I was the note taker mm-hmm. all through that journey to be able to say, you know, I will raise my hand if there's something that maybe we should consider not doing or a red flag, you know, and I'll, I'll still support you if that's what we decide to do, but we'll do that united. And I think we'll collaborate well. And, uh, that's what it was. So it was a lot of experience leading up to a really awesome opportunity. And yeah, families lived in Detroit, families lived in Florida, families lived in Southeast Texas, absolutely love Southeast Texas, wonderful people, wonderful culture. There's not as much to do, you could argue, but there's there's great places to go. And it's a little bit of a, you know, a drive. Houston is great. And um, just really enjoying ourselves, uh, building our family here. And um, that that's where we're at today. Yeah. Well, you know, that's interesting because, you know, again, people, you know, are going to be watching this or, you know, definitely, you know, people that are management staff always want to know, like, where'd Justin come from? They'll ask me questions like, how did he get where he got? Yeah. Kind of a thing. And I think the thing that I take out of this, man, listen to this, is, is you never know who you're going to wait on. You never, you know never know who you're carrying groceries out. Oh, yeah. You never know who that person is because that person could be your next boss or your, you know, your next opportunity in life. And you, you just you just always have to keep your eyes open, your ears open and and watch and learn and listen. And right? don't be afraid to be the youngest person in the room. You yeah. know, no, I wasn't the youngest dining room server ever, but I was the youngest bartender at that time on the staff. And I was definitely the youngest IT director or, or you know, person in the room taking notes. And uh, I, I think there's something too, just, you know, get the experience, put in the work, learn every aspect of the job that you can, go out and study every aspect of the job that you can, latch on to people that are doing it well and truly take notes and truly build a connection with them and truly want to understand and get in their head what they're doing. And uh, all of that is going to lead up to just setting you up for when that moment comes and those opportunities arise. That's awesome. That's you great. Know, it, mm-hmm. it, and it goes back to the the closing statement. It, uh, listening to your thing again, it's uh, you always aspire to be more. Every day. Every day. And looking like, back, though, like we just recently started talking about that, you know, three years ago now. The reason that it works for us is because it's what all three of us have always done and how we conduct business and, and who we are. So yeah. that's a little bit about me, Jersey boy. Um, I've got the education. I've got my master's degree um, in organizational leadership while having an 18-month-old. How I got that was late nights when everybody fell asleep. So I'd love to pour into as much of my story as you want. It could be bowling. It could be degree. It could be bartending. It could be anything at all you want to talk about for my you know 20-year journey to becoming sitting in the seat that I am today. And uh, that's why we're here. We want to yeah. give back. We want to share our nuggets and our journey. But it, um, 
it was a, it was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of studying and it was a lot of, you know, being at the right place at the right time while being really prepared for the conversation that might happen. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact here real quickly on Justin though, we, we all have internal jokes about stuff and, um, you know, being a Jersey boy, uh, you, you could tell when Justin gets a little frustrated because his face turns really red. Yes. <laughs> I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely. And, and that's always been face. the case. It's yeah. always been the case. I get, yeah. I get flushed yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm like, ah. Yeah, we, uh, I've learned as I gotten older, though, to just absorb the information, go home and think about it and, you know, yeah, address respond, it, later. Uh, respond later. I'm still learning <laughs> used, from that. So um, I used yeah. to be bad with that, you know, yeah. and we can all relate a little bit to growing up and getting It's just a fun fact <laughs> yeah. about Justin, though, that you yeah. can take with you. But, hey. I tried to mask it with this. I can tell. Uh, the red today. The red, <laughs> the red today. Um, hey, thank you, Justin. Thank you yeah, for opening up awesome. and sharing that. And um, we appreciate that. And it's just going to shine some light on who you are, man, and yeah. who, what makes Justin. And really, and then what makes Aspire to be who we are today. Yes, so, hey, guys, thank you again for following us. Go subscribe. Go make comments. Uh, let's, let's hear some feedback. Peace out. Thank you all.